This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Context and accuracy matters. It does. This is not Fox News. So the last time that Megan Ryan was on this show, the producer, Christopher Tubbs, yeah, he took something she said a little bit out of context. He tweeted out inaccuracy. I didn't like it. I reprimanded him. We dealt with him. Megan Ryan was kind of like, that's not what I said. Creative I hope, liberties. I hope that he apologized to Megan for that, she joins us now on the John Schuster Cole Baker Hotline. Megan Ryan from the Minneapolis Star Tribune. How are you, Megan? I'm good. I didn't mean to cause such discord among the Lake Show producer and host. <laughs> I'm surprised she'd even come back after that. Well, I didn't appreciate it. I mean, me, me and Megan, we're tight. Like, we're homies. We're friends. And I'm like, Chris, you're, you're, you're out of pocket here. I I'm not clicks. Sean I Hannity. I'm not Hannity. Clicks. No? Okay. Sorry. My oh. bad. My bad. <laughs> We laugh about it in the end, right, Megan? Yes. (laughs) Hey, let me ask you this. With a famous name like Megan Ryan, how many times have you checked into a hotel or whatever just throughout the years and people have kind of given you a glance or or like they anticipated that they were going to meet the the movie actress? I don't think anyone has ever like – anticipated that it was going to be Meg Ryan showing up because like why on earth would she use her real name to like check into a hotel you know like don't they all like use fake names no but that's no um, no no so people don't, don't know that people don't know that Megan people expect that oh, when I'm they sorry, when, yeah, when, I just... seriously people expect that when 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 they when they see a Michael Jordan and I actually know a Michael Jordan like a, like a, a real Michael Jordan here that lives in St. Paul like People just think they don't think like that. They don't think about the A-list thing. I'm sure that maybe they didn't say it to you, but they were probably thinking like, "Is this the the Megan Ryan the actress?" Maybe, maybe. I mean, I get a lot of people that comment on my name and be like, "Oh, you get that a lot," or like "Sleepless in Seattle," and I'll be like, "Yeah, <laughs> I get that more often than I think." I mean, they have to be like incredibly disappointed when I walk up if they're expecting Meg Ryan because we are like a very different human being. <laughs> like, almost, <laughs> Don't look anything alike in the slightest. So. Oh, man. All right, well, well, the Twins fall today 4-3 to three to the Chicago White Sox. And, look, we know that we're not headed to the postseason. Um, but for the Twins fans out there that are going to watch the final remaining games of this 2022 season, uh, what should they be looking for? What should they be watching? What, what should be entertaining to them as a Twins fan? I mean, really the only thing, the only thing, uh, because they're out of the playoffs officially as of last night, late last night. So there's no like distant hope and a miraculous recovery or anything like it's done. So really the only thing that you should be excited about is like Luis Arise possibly winning the batting title. He's about two points ahead of Aaron Judge right now for the AL 
Uh, title's got 315, I think, is what he's hitting right now with two hits today. Judge didn't play today because the Yankees are off, and so he's at 313. So that's going to come down really, like, to the wire. Um, and that's, like, one of the only kind of things maybe Twins fans can celebrate at this point. Um, that's the only thing they can win. <laughs> so it would be, like, Luis Arise hopefully getting that batting title and then, like, possibly enjoying Carlos Correa's final games as a Minnesota Twin because it's not guaranteed he's coming back next year. Um, so this, this very well could be it. Uh, so you, uh, you want to soak those two things in cause they, they might not happen again. Who knows? You know, Luis arrives. I'm hoping that he's able to pull it off. I hope that he's able to get it done. And you're right. He had a couple more hits today and, and raised the batting average again. Um, how would you describe just kind of what he's been like the last, let's say couple of weeks? I know that in the post game last night, he, he made some comments about, yeah, he's been getting a lot of DMs and, and some people will be, you know, some, some haters out there calling them trash and all that, you know, just giving him a little bit of grief, probably trying to get in his head a little bit. But how would you kind of describe his demeanor or just his approach here, the, the final remaining uh, games? I think his approach has stayed pretty, like, even keel. I mean, he has always kind of been someone that, even if you just look at, you know, before he was in the batting title race, his big thing is, like, getting hits in any way. He was never, you know, someone that was going to bang a lot of home runs. He was someone that will drop a liner into left field, you know, or into right field. And and that's kind of what was his bread and butter, um, was just getting on base with those those hits, um, which is not always, like, the most exciting way to do it, but it is, you know, a very, a very important way to do it and a very – necessary way for a team right so I think like he has been able to keep an even keel because of that he just kind of is you know doesn't get too caught up and it just goes there tries to have as good at bats and doesn't try to look at the scoreboard and see where am I where is judge you know all of that so I think he's been able to to keep it pretty well locked down like you know the DM things uh it was interesting like we talked to him a little bit about it afterwards and like he is saying the most of these bad DMs are from like opposing fans, obviously. Yeah. Um, but a lot of them I think stemmed from when he broke up the no hitter for Dylan Cease with like two outs in the ninth in Chicago a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like he got a lot of angry stuff from that and some like fairly unhinged stuff that was like, you know, bordering on violent uh, against, you know, him and his family. Uh, so like that stuff he had to like report and get dealt with um, in like the official channels. Uh but I don't know if it's more like, you know, people just, I think that's just like crazy fans, which unfortunately I think a lot of these guys have to deal with. As far as like the batting title stuff, I think like, I'm sure there's people that don't want to see him win, but I also think that he's kind of a hard guy to root against. Unless you're a Yankees fan and you want to see Aaron Judge get the triple crown, which like then fair enough. Yeah. We're talking to Megan Ryan, uh, beat writer. She covers the Minnesota Twins for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. She's joining us here on the Lake Show on News Talk 830 WCCO. Give her a follow on Twitter, by the way, at the other Meg Ryan on Twitter.com. All right, so I've had a bunch of people that have said to me, well, if this team had a state healthy, if this person was available, if this, if that, look, I, I get the injuries thing. It, it, from your assessment and your opinion, how much did injuries impact this team ultimately and derail their season? Because clearly I understand the injuries part of it. But at the end of the day, regardless of the injuries, this team had so many opportunities, runners in scoring position, all season long, to scratch across a bunch of runs. And that continued to be their weakness from start to finish. 
Yeah, I think there's a plenty of things that you can point to as to like why the season didn't go the way they planned. Like the injuries are, yeah, like I, I see the side where people are like, it's not an excuse. Everybody's got injuries. Ah. Um, but I also do recognize the fact that they lost a lot of good players. Now, how they lost them and if there's something to do with how they evaluate trades and like not trading for players that are then immediately going to get injured or how their medical staff and their training staff are helping these injuries along and healing them so they don't become long-term things. Like, okay, those are all things that, yeah, you can kind of look at at the injury thing. But the fact of the matter is, is when you don't have your best players on the field, it's going to be real hard to win the games you need to win and to get to the playoffs. Um, But that wasn't the only thing that was the problem. I mean, like a lot of the big things for me were, you know, the inconsistencies. It just never really felt like all of the, like, engines were revving at the same speed at the same time, you know, like when the hitting was doing really good, the bullpen was atrocious and was like blowing games late. And when the bullpen kind of finally got on the same page, the hitting really stalled. Um, And then the base running kind of throughout the season has been not good. Uh, There's been a plenty of situations that have happened where a guy could have scored or a guy could have, you know, helped there be a hit or not end the inning. And they, you know, make a dumb decision to send someone home or they, you know, try someone tries to steal and trips or whatever. Like there's a lot of things that have happened that year, this year, when it comes to that. Um, And those are some of the fundamentals that I think need to like really improve for next year. So, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of things that could be better. And there's a lot of like coulda, woulda, shouldas when it comes to this point in the season and you're not making the playoffs for the second year in a row. Um, but I do think that the injuries is a tough thing to get around. And I also get that people don't want to use that as an excuse, but to me, it's kind of hard to, to not acknowledge it because yes, every team has injuries, but not to the extent that this team had, this team had a lot. Maybe I'm a little bit too, um, um, overly optimistic about the prospects of Correa coming back, but I just, it seems like he liked being here this year. Uh, some of the, the quotes that you, that I've read from, 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 you know, from all of you guys that cover the team, it just seems like there is a possibility that he could return here and, and be a member of the twins um, beyond this season. Where do you think the percentages lie? I, I don't, you know that's kind of a hard one to gauge because we, you know, I, I don't want you to try to, or I shouldn't be asking you to try to get inside the mind of a Carlos Correa. But at the end of the day, what, what do you think are the prospects for possibly him returning to Minnesota? Um, you know that's such a hard question because yeah. there's like cynical me and there's like optimistic me, and we're two very different people on any given day. So like I, I can truly see both sides of the situation. I mean he. He gave a very interesting quote today, which I don't know if you saw because it like just happened like an hour ago. Um, but obviously all the TV people are here because it's their last time getting any of these guys before they uh, depart at the end of the season. And so they're wanting to talk to Carlos and asking about, you know, have you made a decision yet? And have you talked to anyone and all this stuff? And like the like short version of that is like he hasn't made a decision yet. Um, he hasn't really had any serious talks with the Twins or anything. He just wants to get through the end of the season before he starts focusing on that. But it kind of came up like, well, what is it going to take? Like, what do you think it'll take for the twins to like make you an offer? You can't refuse essentially. And he gave this pretty fire quote, which is on my Twitter. If anyone wants to go see, but it was like, you know, when I go to the mall and I go to the Dior store, apparently he's a big Dior fan, but he's like, when I go to Dior and I see something I want, I ask how much it costs and I buy it. He's like, if you want something, you go out and get it. 
And so I'm the product. If they want me, they have to come get it. Um, And so he kind of put the onus back on the twins, which is interesting because technically the onus is on him because he's the one with the contract that has the opt-out. It's a player opt-out. So he's the one that can decide he doesn't want to come back next year or 2023 or whatever it may be. Um, But I think he was kind of saying, like, if the twins pony up and give me a long-term deal, which is what he wants, and if you're looking for a ballpark, like Corey Seager shortstop last year went from the Dodgers to uh, the Rangers, got a 10-year, $325 million, I think, mm. dollar deal, something like $30 million a year. So that's the kind of deal he's looking, seven to 10 years, you know, 30-ish million a year. Like, that is what he is expecting and wanting. Um, now, yes, he makes $35.1 million a year with the Twins this season and then potentially 2022 and 2023, but he doesn't just want three years. You know, he wants a big long-term security. He said that on a couple of different occasions in a couple of different ways. So I don't think it's out of the question that should the twins, you know, put up that money that he would, you know, just like outright be like, no, I want to go somewhere else. I'm not interested. I think he would seriously consider it. Um, But then it kind of, it's interesting because it, it kind of spins it back on the twins who have never been huge spenders notoriously. Um, and their payroll is not as large as many of the others <laughs> in the league. It's about average. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see what it comes down to. I do agree, though, like, as you said, I do think he likes it here. It's not like he is, like, you know, not leaving the door open or not saying that, like, should the money be right, he would not come back just because he hated it. Like, he likes it here. Everything that I've heard is, like, his family's happy here. Um, he's got his wife and his in-laws and all the dogs and his son. Um, all are, you know, here and happy. Um, they're actually have another baby on the way this off season. So like maybe not moving around right when the baby's doing spring training is something that's appealing as well. Um, you know, they've got, uh, they've got a lot of like, where he's got a lot of, um, connections in the clubhouse. He's built a really strong partnership with Byron Buxton in terms of leadership. He's mentoring Jose Miranda, who was a fellow Puerto Rican of his. And like, that's kind of been a relationship I think he's really enjoyed and treasured. Um, And he's been a voice in the locker room. He's been someone that's been respected and looked up to. And I think in Houston, not that he wasn't a big name and a big player, but that's a team that's got a lot of big names and big players. And he grew up there essentially. So he's kind of always, you know, one of the younger guys. He all of a sudden came here and was like looked at as a leader. And I think he really enjoyed exploring that part of it. And he was talking to a couple of us in the media the other day, just um, off the record, kind of front map off the record, but just like a casual conversation. And he was saying, like, I really liked the idea or the opportunity I've had to come here and have show people who I am. Because in Houston, it was kind of, I was known as one thing or people saw me, you know, in terms of the scandal and I was like this or that or a cheater or whatever. Um, and, or they saw me as just like, you know, a competitor on the field and nobody really, I felt kind of knew who I was beyond that market maybe. And so now I've got to come here and I feel like I've been able to really show who I am. And that's been really nice. Um, so I do think he likes it here. Um, and I, he's got strong friendships in the clubhouse and I know that everyone in the clubhouse loves him and would like him to stay. And I'm sure the front office and the the manager and everybody would like him to stay, but I, it's going to come down to the money and the deal. If the money and the deal are good enough, I think he could stay, but if it's not what he's wanting, then he's probably going to (laughs) go. And that is kind of the cold hard truth of it. Uh, 
So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, and it's going to play out within a couple of days of the World Series ending. So yeah. everybody buckle up, I guess. Give her a follow on Twitter, at the other Meg Ryan. But most importantly, check out her fine work for the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Megan Ryan joining us, Talking Twins here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Thank you for joining us here on The Lake Show. No problem. Thank you. All right. Take care. That's Megan Ryan joining us here on The Good Neighbor. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.